Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul-mouthed jerk from out of town. Foul-mouthed? Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. Unless your graduate degree is in primatology, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, June 3rd, 2016, Guerrilla Warfare edition of the show, where we talk about the whole country going apeshit over an ape. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Abe's Ape on a Stick. All the flavor of real ape and a culturally and environmentally sensitive soy-based simulacra. Do you yearn for the days when you could pop into the corner store and get an ape on a stick? Well, yearn no more. Abe's Ape on a Stick brings back all the flavors of gorilla, chimp, and delicious orangutan in an all-natural, cruelty-free soy pop. Just peel back the hairy wrapper and take a bite. Taste all that great ape flavor. Abe's Ape on a Stick. You'll never know it's not monkey. If you would like to sponsor the show, you better do it quick because the internet is going to kill me over Abe's ache on Ape on a Stick. What I know of man was written long ago, set down by the greatest ape of all, our lawgiver. Cornelius, come here. Reach into my pocket. Read to him the 29th scroll. Sixth verse. Beware the beast man, for he is the devil's pawn. Alone among God's primates, he kills for sport, or lust, or greed. Yea, he will murder his brother to possess his brother's land. Let him not breed in great numbers, for he will make a desert of his home and yours. Shun him. Drive him back into his jungle lair. For he is the harbinger of death. The internet is angry, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Now, I know that saying the internet is angry is like the sun is a constantly exploding ball of hydrogen and helium expelling radiation into various spectrums, one of which being visible light. I mean, it's just fucking obvious. But this week, the internet is angry about the murder of Harambe. You may have heard of Harambe's brutal assassination in Cincinnati? I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. <laughs> like I was gonna miss a chance to play that. Harambe was gunned down by the man for the crime of being a 450-pound male silverback gorilla who's had his paws, his damn dirty eight paws, on a four-year-old human child. Last week, a three- or four-year-old child, depending on who you ask, was on a visit to the zoo and slipped away from his mother through the bars and tumbled down 10 or 20 feet into the gorilla enclosure, splashing into a shallow moat. Really? The moat? Was there a little drawbridge there or anything? Never mind. 
The silverback male of the group, Harambe, approached the child, and at first the story seemed as if it was going to be one of those sweet tales that George Takei would make half a million dollars from linking on Facebook. Oh my. Sadly, the dozens of primates staring down from above started shrieking, Although, to be fair, they would save their feces slinging until they got home and posted on social media. This naturally made the big male nervous, and he began to do what nervous gorillas do when they are nervous. He ordered several drinks and smoked a cigarette. Now, I'm sorry, that that's what this big male does when he's nervous. No, Harambe started posturing and smashing things around, and one of the things he started to smash around was the little boy. That's when the zoo officials decided to shoot the ape and rescue the boy. The boy was shaken, not seriously wounded. The ape, well, we can only speculate on whether or not his emotional state was shaken because he was definitely wounded, like dead wounded. Well, now, that is some fucked up shit. Now, our little tale, which 20 years ago, shit, 10 years ago, would be a closer on the Sunday nightly news broadcast is now national news and every form of media, including some guy carving on a rock. Because this admittedly sad tale isn't about the monkey or the boy, but how the people, all of you, reacted. And in the land of hot takes, the man with the biggest potholder is the king, so I'm pulling out my loom from summer camp 1999, and I'm weaving up a crown because I'm about to lay the hottest take on your asses you're gonna hear. This story broke on social media in the usual way, Twitter. Soon, videos of the child and the gorilla began bouncing around with wildly inaccurate information. You know, as usual. The immediate hue and cry after the shooting of the gorilla came first from the animal rights people, who loudly proclaimed the death of this gorilla an act on par with at least the Armenian genocide. You guys don't know what the Armenian genocide is, do you? Look, it was tough to come up with a comparison that was... Uh, neither potentially racist or a violation of Godwin's law. So never mind, just accept that it was a bad thing. Hard questions were hurled into the Twitterverse about why the zoo did not use a tranquilizer gun and whether or not the child was ever actually in danger. At one point in time in the video, if you look at it from a certain way, you could see Harambe pick the child up and appear, I swear to God, to pull his pants up because he wouldn't want him to be embarrassed. The zoo tried to tamp down on the old wrathful geyser with the very factual statement that tranquilizers are not what you see in the movies. You got knocked the fuck out! They don't act instantly. And also, when the animal is already agitated, which Harambe was, they can lash out really violently while the drugs are taking effect. Trust me, my hands are covered in scars from sedated chihuahuas exacting their tiny rat-like vengeance before slipping off into sleepy, sleepy land. The zoo also pointed out, again factually, that the gorilla could be seen on the video dragging the kid around like a toddler with a broke-ass Teddy Ruxpin. Of course, I haven't mentioned the animal rights activists who made the comments that were just... Fucking obscene. What on earth are you insinuating? That these people are douchebags because I read several comments who said there were far fewer gorillas on the planet than people and the zoo should have allowed the little boy to die so the gorilla could live. Others in a display of human compassion that's just so shocking called for the parents to be shot in revenge for the death 
of the gorilla. Compassion, the hallmark of an animal rights activist. I'm going to kill you. Please make sure you address all of your death threats to producer Gavin, who handles all threats, doxing, and online harassment. The second wave of rage came from the masses of perfect parents, who quickly labeled the mother the worst period mom period ever period for allowing the child to slip away in the first place. As the internet does, a change.org petition immediately hit the web, calling on the zoo, the city of Cincinnati, and the Pope in Rome to strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. The parents of this child. This is from the actual text of the, peti- of the petition, and the petition link is in the show notes. We, the undersigned, feel the child's safety is paramount in this situation. We believe this negligence may be reflective of the child's home situation. We, the undersigned, actively encourage an investigation of the child's home environment in the interest of protecting the child and his siblings from further incidents of parental negligence that may result in serious bodily harm or even death. The whole thing, titled, of course, Justice for Harambe, goes on like that for quite a while, and it's still active on change. I urge you to go read it. Do not, however, be one of the almost half a million assholes to sign it. Those people are the worst. Don't know shit about shit. These people might actually be worse than the animal rights people, and that's saying a lot when you think about it. In the days following the incidents, the tabloids got into the story in a big way. The Daily Fail published The Fathers, the father who was not present at the time of the incident, the father's criminal record. Now, I'm sure there's a genuine journalistic reason for bringing this utterly irrelevant piece of information forward and putting it into an already roiled public debate, and that reason is... Because you're black. You are. He is. Of course I'm black. Ah, yes. That's the reason. In the Independence, scathing rebuttal to the Daily Fail's quote, reporting, unquote, they point out the Daily Fail took five long paragraphs to point out that the father, who again was not even fucking there, his convictions were decades ago. He's had a long-term job. He's active and involved in parental in parenting his children. Oh, and he wasn't even fucking there, assholes. Now look, I, I, I'm not a parent, at least as far as you and the courts are concerned. So I guess I've got a limited perspective on what I can say about what it takes to keep an eye on children. Shit, I can't even keep an eye on Gavin when we go to the bodega on a beer run. He's quick for a fat guy. What I can say is that if you, as a parent, tell me you've never lost track of your kid, even for a moment, you're either lying or you're the worst kind of fucking helicopter parent out there, and your child is going to grow up to be a multi-state serial killer, or worse, a Republican candidate for president of the United States. I know it was wicked of me, but I couldn't resist. As a kid, eluding parental supervision was my raison d'etre, the act of slipping away from a parent in public to go and do kid things like climb inside the claw machine or roam the beer aisle randomly sampling different brands was the only form of self-expression I had. I can absolutely see myself doing something as fucking stupid as dropping into a gorilla pit. After all... 
We're talking about a kid who in his very short life managed to get his hand stuck inside a toilet bowl trying to see where duty went, jabbed his finger in the dog's ass to see where duty comes from, and lodged a sink stopper in his own ass to keep duty from coming out. I had a duty thing. It's a wonder I'm not into scat porn when you think about it. Ew, seriously? That is so gross. My mom probably would have been relieved to have me drop into a gorilla pit because at least it wasn't shit-related, and I had a very good mother. I mean, she didn't try to leave me with the bears or anything. So attacking this woman who may or may not be a good mother or a terrible mother or most likely just your average mother is the hallmark of an idiot asshole. Kids get away from parents all the time, and sometimes a lot worse happens than a gorilla dying. Sending her or similarly named women, which which is also happening, death threats over the internet makes me wish we could, well, not drop the assholes doing it into a hippo pit so they could die, but at least pelt them with large balls of hippo duty. I wonder where hippo duty comes from. I should go into the hippo pit and find out. This story even found its way into politics when a reporter asked Donald Trump if he thought shooting the gorilla was a good idea. You cannot be serious. Sadly, I am. You know... Of all the things we should be asking Trump, I'm dead certain his take on zookeeping and how to handle a giant ape is not one of them. Oh hey, what do I know? Because in this case, building a wall is actually the right answer, though it remains to be seen how he's going to get the monkeys to pay for it. The underlying thread to this sad, sad tale is the human beings behind it. Not the ones in the story, the ones behind the story with the torches and pitchforks all crying for blood. The internet, once seen as a beacon of egalitarian unity, is now little more than a high-efficiency vehicle for transporting death threats. Once upon a time, if you wanted to threaten to kill someone, had to take the time to cut out little letters from magazines and lovingly craft them into collages of hate, put your hate in an envelope, buy a nice stamp, carry it to the mailbox, and wait a week for your hate to arrive, nowadays, you just click a few buttons. And I think if you're going to threaten a person's life, you should at least put some craftsmanship into it. I mean, if you're going to send an internet death threat, if nothing else, put it in an intricate poetic form, like a Sestina, or at the very least, a haiku. My hate for you is... Like the burning of the sun, I will kill you soon. It's 575. That's a haiku. The smug literalism of the uber mommies who pass judgments on all things child-related as though passing something through their vagina endows them with a superpower. No, it doesn't. I know a woman who can shoot a golf ball six feet using only her vagina. That is a fucking superpower right there. You know what makes a good mother? You do your best. That's it. Bad shit happens to kids all the time. And a lot of the time, just that bad shit happens every day. You can only do so much to stop it. And if you happen to be one of those people that shit has not happened to, count yourself fucking lucky, because chances are, it will. If you're even luckier, your kids will be okay. There are plenty of genuinely bad mothers out there. You can reserve your judgment until you have some, some, some facts, any facts, and then be just as pissy as you want to be about those mothers. And finally, 
Save my favorite for last. The animal rights people. Not all of you. Don't get nervous. See, that's a Carlin thing right there, but I didn't feel like plucking a drop in here. There are some of you out there who value human, who value animal life above human. And what? All of a sudden, human beings aren't fucking animals? Did we slip into the vegetable kingdom when I was in the shitter trying to get my hand unstuck from the bowl because I wanted to know where duty went? I spent 10 years of my life closely working with animal rights people, the vast majority of whom were deeply compassionate people who loved animals and did all they could to help, often at great personal sacrifice. But some of them, just some of them, they go batshit crazy. I've personally been accused of, well, legally I'm not supposed to talk about it. Let's just say the things they say I did I didn't do and leave them at that. But I've been told I'm a subhuman piece of shit because I wouldn't provide free medical treatment for an animal. I was told I was a monster because I would not attempt to resuscitate an animal so dead you could use it for a doorstop. Oh, no. Though, to be fair, I did tell them they didn't need a veterinarian. They needed a Jewish carpenter, which I thought was actually a... That's a pretty good spoof. If you've gone so far as to value the life of an animal, even a beautiful and endangered animal over the life of a human being... Even a real piece of shit like Donald Trump? I don't know, maybe not him. I don't know, it's hard to tell. that You're just an awful human being. A real piece of shit. A heartless fuckwad. And I hope that when you fall into the ape pit, someone better than you is there to save your worthless ass. Because yes, even you have value as a human being. A human being, you've got value as just above an intestinal parasite. There are any number of legitimate conversations to be had about this story. Was there negligence at the zoo, although in the 38 years that the gorilla exhibit had been open, no one had ever gotten through there? But still, could they have done better? Was there a problem on the part of the mother? Maybe there was. We don't know. The thing is, is that you just jump to conclusions. We could even engage in a conversation about the morality of keeping animals in the zoo in the first place. Because the death of Harambe the gorilla is sad, and it's thought-provoking. And I wish this turned out like one of those clickbait kales Takai spams my Facebook feed with. I love you, George, but honest to God, there's only so much positivity I can stand in a day. Sadly, real life is rarely so amazing you won't believe what happens. Because, in fact, you will very much believe it. It will be tragic, it will be awful, and chances are, someone will die. And in a very real situation, it could have been both of them. Because the gorilla could have killed the kid, and then they would have killed the gorilla. You are a factory of sadness! Dude, I didn't make the world. I only live here and do a podcast about it. <laughs> that is it for our show this week. For the second week in a row, we've managed to put off doing that Hillary Clinton show we've been planning. I mean, it's not that we don't want to list all the things that are wrong with Hillary. It's mostly just out of spite for Sanders supporters because they were complaining about us not doing one. Oh, hey, hey if you would like to complain or issue death threats to our Twitter handle. Remember, do that at Producer Gavin. Uh, our show uh, Twitter is the hell underscore podcast. 
or you can personalize your mayhem. Again, make sure you address it to Producer Gavin. You can find us on Facebook at the show name. If you don't want us to make a monkey out of you or just want to say that apes and monkeys are not even the same thing, you can do it at iTunes and Stitcher or on Google Play Podcast with a review and a rating. All of the shows are at whatthehellpodcast.com and on SoundCloud at the show name. So for me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Gavin, and all the apes slash monkeys in the script writing room, we would like to say that to everyone, you drive me ape, you big gorilla. You drive me ape, ape, I want to tell you. Swing it around from town to town. I swing around, I never come down. City is a jungle. Now this is it. Every time I look at you, I go ape shit. We'll see you next week. Kings Podcasts.